Hello, hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here with you tonight on this, I think it's Tuesday. We've had we've had quite a crazy few days, but I think it's Tuesday. My two co-hostess with the mostest, because Marty and his lovely wife, Jenny, are going to be coming on in a moment. But welcome to everybody coming on for Grace Out Loud. We are dealing tonight with the nation prayer, what's going on in the nation, some some things we're seeing. Uh, and so we'll be dealing with all of that tonight. Welcome to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. I've left the door cracked to see what what special guests might come in tonight. Uh, And so without further ado, let's bring in Marty and Jenny from Loudmouth Prayer. We're going to bring them in in just a second. Here we are. Hello. Hi. Hey, Amanda. How are you? Great. We are doing great. Lovely to see Jenny. (laughs) So Marty uh, allowed me to come and just say hi. I won't be here long, but I just wanted to say hi to everybody. And I always like talking to you, Amanda. Well, and you never know what animal might crawl around the back of our house. But if it happens, I, I don't know. We only have a dog. So hopefully that's all it would be is Mackenzie, our Shih Tzu. She, she, <laughs> has, she has to help us on uh, naming the animal pictures, Amanda. She, yeah, really oh, she has to do this segment with us. And know. the reason why I, I said Jenny... At least you're awake is because my husband right now is snoring on the bed and he's totally oh, yes. missing the opener. I oh, I miss Chris. Grace out loud. <laughs> so we'll see if he wakes up, realizes, and comes down with his hair like this everywhere. Okay. We'll see if that happens. Okay. So we got to open up a prayer first. Yes. Okay. Whose turn is it? Whose turn? I don't remember. It's Jenny's turn. Oh, it is your turn, Jenny. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Mm. That's so bad. Okay. Mm. I'll do it. So, Father, we just thank you and we praise you and we come before you right now. We come before you in your name and we glorify you and we magnify you. And we say, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Father, we just, we uplift you. We hold you up and we humble ourselves um, in your sight. Father, we just humble ourselves and we lift you up and we pray that you, you speak the words through through us you make our our mouths as as pins of a ready writer and give them the right words to speak tonight and that we um we say words that 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 speak that word like arrows into the hearts of man because the word of god um is sharper than any two-edged sword and so we thank you father for the blood of Jesus. We yeah. plead the blood of Jesus over this broadcast and over all those yeah, listening in the, in Jesus. the name of Jesus. Yeah, and as we pray for our nation, as we learn to pray for our nation and pray for our nation tonight, Father, I thank you. You lead Amanda and I and Jenny, you lead us in our conversation on what to pray for, what to establish in the body of Christ, bringing the truth of your word, the authority of the believer, what it means to declare and decree and exercise our faith in this earth and how to walk in the depths of intercession for our nation. We thank you for it, Father. We give you all the glory, all the praise in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We're going to do caption this in a minute. Um, I wanted to tell everybody, though, to we'll put a picture of him up quickly, but pray for Cyrus because Cyrus has been admitted to the hospital yesterday. Oh, he all of a sudden uh, an infection. When I tell you snowballed and ballooned so fast, 
um, after he went off the antibiotics because he had surgery, Cyrus, and we got, he was rushed back to the vet and they admitted him immediately. And now they're doing more extensive tests because they think mm-hmm. there's something deeper wrong with his immune system. Wow. Um, and so this is probably why Cyrus came to us because we have the ability to, to deal, deal with something like this. So yeah. just pray for Cyrus right now. Here he was when he came home from surgery. Oh, there he was. Oh, so just he's so pray pretty, him, though. Please. We'll keep you updated, though. We'll keep you updated. Oh. Dr. Alex says he's doing much better. Um, he's responding well to the treatment, but they she just has she has a suspicion based on what happened, and so they're doing more extensive blood work. Mm. Mm-hmm. We I know. Pray for Cyrus. Thank you. Welcome to the ark, people. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> We have a caption. This ready? Drum roll, please. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, I think I think I've seen Amanda's. I'm not sure. It's ready? Been a long day. Here we go. Here's Mike. Here's my okay. caption. This to Marty Jenny. <laughs> oh, Jenny, you're up. Oh, is that Grace? That's Josie, our golfing she- cockatoo. Oh, she's so pretty. Uh-huh. She likes to pin herself okay. to the glass. So um, here's looking to you, kid. Oh, um, my gosh. I don't think so, no. Um, See, mine was spiritual, <clears throat> not funny. So. Oh, no, go ahead. I want to hear your spiritual with the bird. Go ahead. The windows of heaven. I don't know. Oh. Something like that. Oh, that's Malachi. nice. Shall pour out, pour out yeah. on you bir- birds that you could not uh, contain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a cute picture, though. I'm not she funny. I don't think I'm funny. <laughs> oh, look who's coming in. Look who's making a guest appearance. What? Uh, oh, look. Oh, come here. Oh, it's Chester. I think oh, Chester wants Chester. a little bird action. Tonight. Uh, <laughs> say hi, honey. See my own camera. Oh, Chester, okay. beautiful. Totally freaked out. Right? Pretty eyes. You're going to be nice, right? You're going to be nice to the birds. You're going to behave yourself. Yes. <laughs> Chester looks hungry. Jester <laughs> looks hungry for Josie well in the window. I'm Italian. There's food all over this house. Let me tell you, even for the animals, it's like the Golden Corral buffet. So, oh, I love that. <laughs> Marty decided at the last minute to send me his <laughs> caption this. And here it is. It's a hard one. <laughs> what do you got, Amanda? Follow Honky your heart. Tonk chicks. My gosh, she's really good. good. She's literally so yeah. good at this. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm not a regular on the show. I'm no good at this. That's really good. Yeah. And this is hey, Princess. Uh, oh, my goodness. We have another visitor. This is just, just like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood today. Oh, wow. Ding, ding, ding. Here comes, here comes a trolley. Oh, yes. Oh, say hi, Missy. And here's Missy. That's Missy, right? Yeah. Missy is wonderful. Oh. She loves all the animals here. She's one of the oh. best. Oh, she's licking so mama. Hmm. And she misses Cyrus a lot, so she's been following me a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's the microphone. Would you like to say something? Okay. Okay. Go on the bed. Come on. <laughs> Down. Good girl. Okay. Okay. And let us let continue. Us. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Great. this week's caption. This. All right. That's a good caption. This. It was a good caption, this. Okay. Well, I just want to tell y'all I love you. I'm going to be over here. 
Y'all mm-hmm. keep it going. It's going to be good. I, I, hear I hear somebody else coming. I'm telling you, this is like Mr. Oh, Rogers' neighborhood today. Who's coming now? I see someone. Oh, look. That's, oh, well, there you that's, go. That's, okay, that's, can't leave yet. Sasquatch. Bigfoot. It's Sasquatch. Oh. <laughs> oh, hi, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, brother. Hey, righteousness. <laughs> You're going to go get a chair? You're going to go get a chair? What do you do? You don't know? Okay. okay. You don't know. I know. He just woke up. He's got to get it. <laughs> he yeah, he's got to get it. He was listening to Billy Graham. Graham. Nice. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He fell asleep on the bed. Mm-hmm. Your, hair, Your looks hair looks it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? You want to How are it? you? Dry sis. I'm just visiting for a minute and then I'm leaving, but. I think your hair looks great. I'm always trying to make my hair big, so there you go. You just got big, a little big hair today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, down in Oklahoma, big hair is good. Oh yeah, we yes. like big hair. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bigger the hair, the closer to God. That's right. Is That's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. So you must be really close to God right now. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny, funny. Amen. Amen. All right. I I'm good. This. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You receive it. <laughs> We've had so many visitors. We're, we're not even ten minutes in. I'm telling you, it's really something. <laughs> this we're very popular tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to slip out. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Well. Bye, Jenny. I'm just looking at my audio here just to turn my volume down a bit, hoping that the echo goes away. I think I can plug in this and make the echo go away. Okay. Sounds good. How's that? Oh, wow. There's no echo. Can you hear me? Yeah, but I can't hear you, though. Okay. uh, Yep. We're getting the thumbs up that there's no more echo. We're just going to stand by for a moment here while Marty gets his equipment on and gets geared up. Can can you hear us? Yes. Now no echo, huh? Good. Okay, good. All right, Marty. Okay, what's going on tonight, Amanda? Well, I think you posted like uh, Facebook or your staff may have talked about we're talking about the nation steal, and I'm really excited about that because, well... You're called to the nation. I've just recently got redirected some to, you know, prophetically and teaching wise and everything else. We just started a loud mouth prayer nation two weeks ago when we were with you. The Lord really prompted me on the show to start. I didn't even have the name and it just kind of came out loud mouth prayer nation. And actually it's worked out really well. We've already had our first one. Our next one, I may, I may be doing tomorrow morning. I kind Ooh. of, um, if um, I'm, I'm going to try to do one or two a week in the mornings. But really, we're just teaching on intercession. So anyone who wants to learn about intercession, just getting in the Word, getting in the depths of what we've learned through experience in the Word, and just getting in that for 20 minutes or so, maybe a little longer, and then we're jumping over into praying for the nation. It's been so many amazing men and women of God that have brought just their supply, and I just feel like the Lord's saying it's time for you know years of study and prayer and years of praying intercession it's time for me to bring those who want to come and join as well. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. We need it. We need for a sure. loud, loud prayer nation. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at back of me and Chester keeps having a staring contest with the metal cow. So oh that may gosh. go on throughout. We'll see that may go on throughout <laughs> tonight's broadcast, everyone, just so you know. Okay. So prayer in the nation, Marty. Yes. What, <clears throat> what direction do you want to, uh, to go with this tonight? There's a lot going on. Well, so, you know, one of the things, just the basics, like one of the basics of intercession, Amanda, mm -hmm. is for us to, there's there's something to be said about us knowing the authority of the believer, which I just was on, uh, blessed to teach and came mm -hmm. straight over to you. And we yep. talked about the authority of the believer. And those, Gus and Rick are just They're gems. Amazing. They're just such mm -hmm. amazing, just, I'm so Thank blessed you. to have them in our life. I've been blessed to know them of a play of blessed to okay yep. well whatever mm -hmm. but um you know um and i know you're close with them too um yeah. but we talked about the authority of the believer and so it's something to talk about the authority of the believer the authority that we've been given by the blood by the name of jesus to rise up and take our place there's something beautiful to be said about that and then there's something beautiful to be plead our case where you come into the courts of God, where you come before him and you grab a hold to the heart of God and he grabs a hold of you and you you draw near. And we see that beautiful example in Genesis 6 when we have uh, Abraham. Was it Genesis 6 or is it Genesis 18? Genesis 18, when you have Abraham, when the Lord and two angels came before Abraham, they were on their way to Sodom to bring yes. judgment to that place, to that region, to that city and Gomorrah and others. And so all of that taking place. So you see the heart of Abraham. Abraham knew how to draw near to the Lord and he began to draw near to the Lord. So there's a place of intercession about standing and fighting and warring and doing your part all within scriptural guidelines. And then there's a place of just letting God fight for you as you draw near to him and you tug on him. And that's what Abraham did in Genesis 18. It was so beautiful. Father, God, if, Lord, if we found 50 in the city, 50 would you still that that i know number, don't you find the number 50 interesting go ahead and talk about that to do <laughs> with the jubilee and yeah free and yeah what's been stolen and yeah. i just find it interesting that the negotiating process between the lord and abraham very much starts at 50 and that was pretty brazen of abraham to start, yeah. he starts haggling. <laughs> yeah, it was a big city. It was a lot of people there. It was a large city. Mm -hmm. It could have been a few hundred thousand. I'm not sure. I've never looked in the history of it, but it was a big city. It was a lot of people there. Yes. And he starts at that number and he begins to, but, but, but what he did before that, when he had the Lord in his camp is at outside of his tent he put them under a tree. He fed them. He watered them. He probably washed their feet. He served them. Now, get the, here's the word. He ministered unto the Lord. Amen. So important. Yeah. So he ministered unto the Lord. I think my mic is too loud, so I'm going to move this back a little bit. So he ministered unto the Lord. And as he ministered unto the Lord, he kind of won over the heart of God. Now, I know that sounds kind of crazy, kind of weird, but it got, the heart of God was already to Abraham. So here's a point to see about this. Abraham had already found favor in the eyes of God. 
And because he had found favor in the eyes of God, he was chosen and capable of going in and now trying to endeavor to find favor on behalf of the city. Well, see, as an intercessor, as someone who wants to come in, stand the gap, come in and be a go-between between your city you live in or your nation or or and, and God, you have found favor because you've been made righteous. You've been made righteous in Christ. He who knew no sin became sin for you and I and all of us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So now as intercessors, as people of prayer, we can come before the Father because we have a right standing relationship with him. And we can say, Father, on behalf of this nation, Father, on behalf of this nation, I'm coming and I'm drawing near to you to not just exercise the authority that's, I'm not going to neglect that. But Father, I quietly, secretly come before this, the quiet place, the secret place to draw near to you, to minister to you, to begin to plead the case of the nation. Father, if there's ever been a nation that you've called to, to be a platform to spread the gospel throughout the whole world, Father God, it's this nation. See, I'm already pleading the case. I'm giving you bullet points. I'm giving you bullet points of, of how to plead. Father, if there's ever been a place... You know, and you just start going down, you telling the father the facts of why this nation is so important, how he chose this nation. This nation chose him. Some nations he chose, this nation chose him. And of all the nations right now in the world, there's no nation that has the amount and percentages of people that still are hungry and the remnant burning for the move of God. We are it. It's us or maybe no one. So, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, I, we plead the case before the Father. We lay the case out and we begin to pull on him. Come on, Father. Surely, if we could find one million, if we could find two million, you know, surely, Father, whatever it is. So, um, because our government's got to change, things got to change. And we're the ones that do it. We're the body of Christ. We're the most powerful entity, most powerful organization that there will ever be in all of creation. We're the very body that Jesus is the head to. And all that Jesus achieved through redemption, all that he did is now being portrayed and expressed through us on this planet. We're very powerful, but we have to know to do it in line with the word. And that's to exercise authority against the devil against the devil. You don't exercise authority against the father. You don't speak with authority against the father. You speak with authority against the devil and you draw near quietly, secretly. You draw near passionately. Now you could don't have to be quietly about it, but I'm just saying you draw near to the father. Take it, Amanda. Amen. Amen. You know, it was interesting. Some people were commenting in chat. Isn't it interesting? We have 50 states. Here in oh, the United wow. States, and Abraham started his negotiations Whoa. at 50 yeah. and got all the way down to 10. For 10 righteous, will you yeah. not destroy the city? He said, the Lord said, for 10 righteous, if I can find 10, I will not destroy the city. Now, we yeah. know this was partially on Abraham's part having to do with Lot. He knew Lot was there. For and sure. so partially the Lord knew already that you know Abraham's heart was towards Lot. Uh, and Abraham knew the Lord was serious about it. And so us as the ecclesia, we're, that's the term that's used for us. We're the ruling body. We are the standard. We are the standard. We're supposed to be. We are the standard bearers. The church is supposed to be bearing the standard, not 
shoving it into the dirt. Exactly. And part of the church is taking that standard, shoved it into the dirt, mucked it, <clears throat> muddied it, smeared it, yeah, and made a mockery of it. And we are supposed to be bearing that standard for the Lord. Yeah. And I've said this before. Dietrich Bonhoeffer himself said the church is the conscience of the state. I love that. Yeah. And when the conscience of the state <clears throat> gets seared, gets compromised, sells out to things that are that are completely ungodly and blasphemous, mm. the conscience is not operating in its fullest capacity. It is not doing its job. You know why? Because if the church isn't allowing the, Ru- the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, mm. to be their conscience, their counselor, and if they have shut that voice off to sell out to other things, then it becomes an imbalance where yeah. the checks and balances and the balance of powers, what happens? It becomes out of order. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I tell you, um, you know, we're more powerful than what we know when it comes to prayer, when it comes to tugging on the heart of the Lord. We've got biblical precedents showing that we can literally, now don't take this the wrong way, but we can make out of our relationship and our right standing, okay, let's just say out of our covenant, Amanda, the body of Christ, especially Americans, they got to get what it means. Covenant is is like there is such a union of covenant that we have with the Father. It's unseparable. Covenant is every good that I have is his. Every bad that I have is his. Every good that he has is mine. Every challenge and trouble, every problem he has, I need to take care of it for him. There's something beautiful about covenant, about this union that we have with the Father. And by the way, as much as we can stir ourselves up, Amanda, for this nation to want to pray for it, we are only touching a small slice of God's concern for this yeah. nation. He's the one that's birthing the hunger to pray for this nation in us. He's the one most concerned because this nation holds the greatest number of reaching the precious fruit of the earth more than any other. If we reach India, come on, if we reach China, how many billions will hear our voice they're waiting on our nation, our church, and this nation to rise up, take its place of tugging on the heart of the Father and pushing back with authority the darkness of the enemy. But but Abraham, Genesis 18, 17, mm-hmm. um, the Lord said, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? I re- yes, that's it does. so it beautiful that for a moment. Oh, yes, that's so beautiful. I mean, that's that will almost want to bring tears to your eyes that the God of heaven and earth who showed up to go to Sodom to execute judgment had been so ministered to by Abraham that he says, shall I hide from Abraham our plans? He said, he's basically saying, Abraham, just ask me. All you've got to do is ask and I'll unveil all because I need someone to intercede, to stand between. I need someone to stand in the gap. And Abraham, you're the only one that's drawn near to me today. You're the only one. I'm talking about intercession here. I'm talking about what we do on a daily basis for our city, our state, and our nation. You know, with intercession and standing in the gap, and I have experience with this with what happened 
to my husband, Chris. And when he collapsed and the Lord said, you have to be the one to stand in the gap now and plead for his life. You are going to go up there, which is a tall order for a wife at that moment, because yes, absolutely. You, you have to really collect your thoughts and start getting laser focused in the middle of a crisis in order to do that and not let your emotions totally take you over at that point, because you won't make good decisions then. And so when, you know, Chris was going to go into surgery and he went on life support, you know, and they said there, there's no hope. We're going to take him into surgery, but there's no hope. And, and the Lord said, no, there is hope in me. And you're going to stand in the gap and plead before my throne for his life because you are positioned in yeah. this moment to do so and to have the favor to enter and to ask. And that's yeah. important because in order for us to plead and intercede, we have to have the favor to be positioned to go before the throne of God and ask. So we have to honor God, be in right standing before him. What you were saying Abraham did before Abraham asked for anything, what did yeah. he do? He blessed the Lord. He ministered before him. Yeah. He brought himself in right standing before yeah, sure. God before he ever asked for a thing. And that yeah. is important. Order matters to God. Motive sure. matters to God. It matters a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. And I tell you, when you start learning to draw near to the Father, to tug on his heart, when you start learning to sit at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus, at the right hand of his throne, at that place of authority, when you start learning to just sit on his lap and just talk to Daddy, when you start learning to come boldly before the throne of grace, Hebrews says, to obtain mercy in time of need, when you learn to just draw near, he will equip you with everything you need for the fight ahead of you. But Amanda, it's a fight. You had to fight for Chris. You you fought for his life. Mm -hmm. He's probably well alive today because of your faith and your fight of faith and how you stood. And Paul wrote to the young pastor, Timothy, Timothy 6.12, 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Some people are like, you know what? We're going to win in the end. It doesn't matter what it looks like between now and then. Well, if you want to live looking like you're defeated until the very end, I guess that's the case. Or if you just want to have a few million or a few billion not make it to heaven, the precious fruit of the earth that Father's conv uh, um, convicted about, that he's loving, yeah, let's just take it real easy and be relaxed between now and then. But no, there's a fight. Every day we'll fight for our city, our state, our nation, your children you'll fight for, your marriage you'll fight for, your 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 in-laws, your outlaws, you, you know, whoever, <laughs> you know, come on, there's a fight going on. But but Ephesians 6.12 says it's a fight not against flesh and blood. There is a fight that's not against, it's a wrestle, not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. Ephesians 6.12, but there's demonic powers, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So there is a fight of faith and there's a wrestling the enemy. So the fight of faith sometimes is mixed with the wrestling of the enemy, but we've got to walk in the light of the word and the move of the spirit. Now listen to what I'm saying. The light of God's word mm -hmm. and the move of God's spirit, the two agree. And when you get the word of God to agree with the move of the spirit of God, and what I mean by that is spirit-led prayer. When you're praying concerning the sinner situation, he's giving you utterance to say and pray and declare and decree. 
As the word and the spirit agree, you're working in the highest level you can. You're operating at a prophetic level because it's inspired utterance, but mm-hmm. it's based off of the word as well. Amen. Now, yes. I'm going to, to well, I'm going to read this first from Hebrews 11.6. And it says, <clears throat> but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Mm. That he is. Yes. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm, Good one. Abraham was diligent. He was diligent in his pursuit. He was diligent when it came to uh, negotiating with the Lord over Sodom and Gomorrah. He was diligent when (laughs) the Lord came and taking care of him. Why is that so important? Because Satan has diligent demons that are out there that are diligently looking to dismantle, destroy, steal, kill, and rob every day. So how much more do we have to be diligent and knowing that the Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? So if we diligently seek him in this nation and are diligent about it and continue to press into that, he is a rewarder. He is bound by his word. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yeah. For sure. And that diligence in that, you know, I heard a sermon years ago titled Spiritual Initiative. And I saw the title of the sermon. It was a, it was a typed up sermon from the 60s or 70s um, from Brother Hagen. And as I began to read that sermon, Brother Hagen talked about one time he went and ministered in a church. And as he ministered in the church, flu, this was like in the six or in the forties or fifties and flu was kind of a little bit of an epidemic and kind of went through much of the church at that time, much of that church he was at. Half the people were there Sunday morning. Brother Hagen goes home or goes to the parsonage to prepare during the day to minister at the night service. And he began to have flu symptoms come upon him. And so he's starting to feel like the throbbing head and he's starting to have the runny nose. He's having these flu symptoms. He's like, oh, no, no devil. Uh Uh-uh, I'm ministering tonight. I'm not taking any sickness. So he went and got his healing scriptures, and it says he quoted them, spoke them over himself, and then he did it five times, and then he did it 10 times, Amanda, and then he did it 100 times, still feeling yucky, and then he quoted them 200, 300, 400. He said he meditated the word over a 1,000 times, And then, because he was just building, building, growing and building that faith. And he said the flu symptoms just went away like a bird, just just went away. And he went and ministered and healed healed many in that service. Now, but see, praise God for the word of God. And we love the word of God. But there was a spiritual drive, an integrity, an initiative in him to fight the good fight of faith. Some want to make it about the fight of faith, but it's the fight of the fight of faith. It's 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 not about the good fight as much as it is you don't stop a fight. If ever you stop a fight in the middle of the fight, you're suddenly going to lose. You yes. just start the fight and you don't stop the fight. You fight it all the way to the end because we know we've been given the victory, but the victory won't be held in your hand if you stop in the middle. So true. It is, and that's about that's about running that race and endurance and and yeah. resisting. Because yeah. when you're fighting, what are you doing? You're resisting. 
resist the enemy and he shall flee from you. And res resist is not, I've, I've said this before, it's not a nicey nice word. It is a hostile word yeah. where you literally lock up and you push and you push back and it's, I'm not moving, you're moving. I'm not moving off my position. I'm not moving off my faith. I'm not moving from where the Lord put me. You're gonna move devil. You're moving in the name of Jesus. And that's and and that's what the fight is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and anytime, Amanda, we get in a fight, you know, <laughs> if you are fighting the enemy, the Satan, and the demons, if you're fighting them in your power, you're going to have a problem. You're not going to win. Mm -hmm. Jesus has already won it. He already won it in his power, but he's positioned us at a place of victory, a place as the triumphant church in victory, in victoriousnessnessnessnessness. Okay, that's not really a word, but he's placed us at that place of victory. But we have to stay in Christ. And so what I just read... We have to stay in the redemptive work that Christ has done. So I just read Ephesians 6, 12, two verses before. Listen to this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Wow. I mean, that's just going to sum it up. You are capable of endeavoring to fight out of your own power, but you're not going to make it. You will stop in the middle. You will quit. You will get tired. You will not win. We have to learn to fight in the power of the Lord and being strong in the power of his might. And so the word authority, we know it means delegated power. And I always see it as God's power is backing me. It's back here behind me. I've got the badge of authority. I rise up in the name of Jesus and I execute whatever I need in the earth. And his power shows up from behind. It's backing me and it comes up and shows up and takes care of whatever I'm endeavoring to declare, decree, or pray over my city, state, or nation. So, but it's about working in the power that God gave you. It is about working in the power the Lord gave you. Power and authority go together. Yeah. They're meant to operate together in sync, in order for the glory of God. And that's what the believer's authority is all about. It's not just about the authority, but it's knowing the power that gives you that authority and the power that you operate in through that authority. Yeah. And so I think what happens sometimes is <laughs> the devil likes to present an argument and one of his greatest mm. platforms <laughs> to present this argument has become part of the church. Yeah. There is no, the Lord speaking to you. There is no gifts of the spirit. There is no power. Um, there is no, um, prophecy. There is no, you know, um, you know, Holy spirit, uh, counseling you and speaking and praying in the spirit and speaking in tongues. And there is none of this. And what happens is it strips people completely of the yeah. power and authority that they were rightfully <laughs> given by God. And it's literally robbed from them by part of the church. Kind of like the Pharisees did to the people. The Pharisees did the same thing and made the people feel they had no power or authority in Christ. They couldn't hear the Lord. They couldn't this. And the Pharisees did that with an agenda in mind. And they stripped the people. Yeah. Stripped them of, of what the Lord gave them <clears throat> as his covenant people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... and 
is this covenant people. So there are people called of God to rise up and take a place and stand in the gap for others. And you know the stand in the gap terminology. You know, we've heard that because you and I have been around and we've studied prayer and we've stood in the gap. But for, in Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, that's the scripture that talks about standing in the gap. The Lord said through the prophet Ezekiel, you never know about those crazy prophets, Amanda. <laughs> Joke, obviously. But Ezekiel, those crazy prophets. So the Lord said, I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards. Listen to that. Can you believe that? He's looking for someone to rebuild a wall of righteousness who guards the land. Now in the land, I put parentheses, people. Because many times when God is talking about a land, he's not talking about the dirt and the trees and the hill over there. He's many times talking about the people of the land. That's the value possession of God. And so he's looking for someone who would rebuild the wall and restore and and guard the land, the people in search. He said, I search for someone to stand in the gap. Well, that's kind of like the intercede. The intercede is to stand, but intercede means to act between two parties with the thought of reconciling the two of them. Now, when I was when I minister healing, one of the main concepts that I grab a hold to is the ministry of reconciliation. Well, see, that's what this is, is talking about. Interceding means you're standing in between, like standing in the gap, and you're grabbing the hand of God and the hand of man, and you're endeavoring to, to reconcile them. Well, Paul wrote in Corinthians that all of us, once we receive Christ as Lord, have been given a ministry of reconciling, a ministry of reconciliation. So we all have a call to pray. So if you're ever like, well, I know Amanda's called, and Marty, he might be called, but me, I don't think I'm called. Eh, wrong. If you're born again, you have received a level of prayer, a call of prayer for other people that is that is empowered by the grace of from Jesus called the minister of reconciliation where you can just express your heart grabbing a hope to the heart of God and moving God and moving man so as a healing technician i always as as i've done healing over the years i would always see myself grabbing the hand of God because I familiarized myself with my father i familiarized myself with my ability to grab a hold of him and a hold on, and I familiarize myself with being able to grab the hand of man, and I endeavor, endeavor to bring the two together and reconcile them. And once I connect them, then that's the flow of that healing anointing from God to man to restore whatever's been done. So we stand almost like a mediator. There's yes. another word, stand in the gap, intercession, mediator. Take it, Amanda. Gee, where has that word been used before in a scripture verse because i remember this the mediator between the two covenants is that it oh is that a good one i'm gonna find it because this is well first timothy 2 is this no hebrews 9 15 for this reason christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. So what Christ, Christ was the mediator between the two covenants. He yeah. brought those two sides together. Go to first Timothy three, uh, first Timothy two, five, try that one, Amanda. 
For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ. Wow. Now, okay, so someone gets religious and says, well, Amanda and Marty, you're kind of over the hill here because that's talking about Jesus. McFly, come on, McFly, wake up. We, you and I, are the body of Christ. Jesus is not on the earth mediating anymore. Come on. Jesus is not on the earth walking around, passing out tracks, you know, whatever, you know, that's from the seventies. I'm stuck (laughs) on passing out tracks. I mean, I've been in this for a long time. I don't even look old. And so, but Jesus is not in the earth doing this. We are the hands and the feet of him. We're the body. We must pray. I'm just going to make this as plain and simple as I can. I know I'm really dramatic tonight. My arms are waving and I'm acting like a wild Italian <laughs> with lots of hair. I understand that, but you need to, I want you to get this through to you. It is our responsibility to pray. Was it two shows ago that we talked about authority will always bring a revelation of responsibility? I think it was one or two shows ago. We talked about that. Whenever we learn the authority of the believer, we actually are just awakened to holy moly. We're responsible. Wait, if this thing doesn't turn out right, it's our fault Mm -hmm. because the authority has been given to us. And that's what this mediator is. Jesus isn't walking on the earth taking care of business. He's the head of the body. The head, it just comes up with the plan and conveys it through the central nervous system. That's called the Holy Ghost, by the way. The central nervous system, all the cells and all of where he conveys what to do to the hands and the feet and the elbow and the bicep and the traps and the thighs and the knees. And this is who we are. And some of them might be a left bun. I don't know. I'm not going to judge anyone, but, but I'm going to try to be like a bicep. Sounds like you're talking about a bucket of chicken and biscuits, Marty, for a moment Mm, there. From KFC, you can get 15 pieces for $12.99 tonight. Praise the Lord. Something to do a KFC commercial, <laughs> but that's a really good. I mean, that's a really good yeah. visual. Yeah, right. The chicken. The head and we are the body, and the oh, head, not the chicken. Yeah, the head conveys. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Princess Andui. The head conveys the instructions to the body, and yes. the body carries it out. Your brain and your legs and your arms have to have a an open connection now i could i could give you an example from experience I have to have an open connection for things to function properly so when i was really sick <clears throat> and in my early 30s and i was admitted mm. to the hospital wait you're my, still in your early 30s I, don't oh, be okay. trying to pull that I'm off in my 20s. No, come on <laughs> spiritually i'm in my 20s no I'm kidding <laughs> but an old soul um so <laughs> I ended up when I went in to the hospital. I was, they put me in the cardiac care unit. I was so sick. I was oh, really wow. Bad. My brain up here comes Missy with the pillow right on time. Did you bring a pillow? Mommy's talking and you're parading around in a pillow. So there she is. You see her? Yes. Yep. She wants to show everybody her pillow. Missy loves pillows and cotton products. So she's always got something in her mouth like that. So. She's making her bed. She's making her bed while mom is talking. (coughs) My literally, my brain and my legs lost connection. I could not walk because there was a disruption with my brain and my legs. When there's a disruption there, you can't walk. Things are dysfunctional. They don't function properly. So when there's a disruption between the head and the body, 
parts may not work correctly. Yeah. And right now in the church, we've got a partial disruption. Uh oh. Between the head and the body. Come on. We got some disabled church going around. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I mean, you know, the body of Christ. Oh, Mama Makia. Just, you almost going to break me out in tongues here, Amanda. You can talk about the church. Break it. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you are just welcome, Ruach HaKadosh, to just begin to move in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, You are Lord. welcome. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> you know, the church taking its place of authority is where it's at. Do you know when that book, The Authority of the Believer, the one that you've given thousands out, do you know when that book back years ago got into Germany? Pastors in the, in the country of Germany got that book and began to pray it and study it and begin to release authority in their nation. And within a short period of time, the wall fell. Wow. They actually came over here for a meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came over here for a meeting and they walked up to Brother Hagen and said, Brother Hagen, this book, The Authority of the Believer, we give the, obviously the Bible, but the revelation given to us from this book about the Bible we we owe this book, we say this book is what caused us to do what we needed in our nation to take our place back that made the wall fell, wow. that, that brought us to have freedom again. The authority of the believer brings freedom. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But how does the sun set someone free today? Through the body operating with the responsibility of authority. Amen. That's exactly it. It it is utilizing that authority with yeah. the power and precision that the Lord meant it to be. Yeah. You know, you you have to people tend to shy away or cower away from utilizing the authority we have through Christ Jesus. They tend to yeah. cower away from it. They don't know that you're supposed to be utilizing it to the degree you're supposed to. Uh and what ends up happening then is the enemy will start through that to corner a nation because he has to spiritually turn a nation to make physical things happen in a nation. So he's got to spiritually attack the foundation first of a nation. Why do we think the enemy in the, in the old Testament was constantly trying to infiltrate Israel with Baal, Molech and Ishtar? Why do you think the enemy was trying to stir up the Israelites marrying foreign women from pagan nations. Why was this always going on? To spiritually change the fundamentals and the foundation of the covenant Israel was built on to therefore then cause physical things to happen that would put that nation in bondage. So when that wall fell in Germany, that was a physical manifestation of what came down in the spirit. Because there was a stronghold over Germany yeah, and a spiritual wall up over Germany. And that was the yeah. physical manifestation when that came down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Amanda, when you, when you got the authority of the believer book um, and you got more light on that, because every book I get, I get more light. What, what did you, because you had been doing what you'd been doing for a long time. You you probably obtained more light because every time we study the word, we get more, which brings yeah. us to be able to make it applicable. What changed? Do you have any dramatic things that just changed with you and, and your ministry? Yeah. Oh, what you mean with the believer's authority? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So I pretty much every day recite the two scriptures from Ephesians. I think one is Ephesians oh. one and one is Ephesians three, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened that I may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness to us were to believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised yeah. him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That is the first scripture from Ephesians 1. Yeah. And then there's one from Ephesians 3 that's in yes. the believer's authority. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith, that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that I might be filled with all yes. the fullness of God. Yes, I say yes, that yes. every day and i and i bow my knees i mean i get on my knees when i say yeah. the second one because it says for this cause i bow my knees so i'm very literal <laughs> in that yeah. sense but when i started saying this every day consistently the lord began to to grow me even more and further and deeper in understanding and sure. seeing things and seeing connections and yeah. understanding how a string of things <laughs> connected together it took me deeper in wisdom revelation knowledge because the word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And when I'm yeah. saying it, our words have power. It's being activated. It's being spoken over me. I'm being marinated in it. My spirit and soul are being marinated in Come it. On. And when you keep doing that and marinating yourself, it becomes more and more potent <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. powerful and anchored in your life. And you see these things birth from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. There's something so beautiful about being able to pray the word of God and praying in line with the word of God. And that's what's so beautiful. So we call those the Pauline prayers because Paul was, but they're also spirit led. They're spiritually induced prayers mm -hmm. where they're injected with the word of God and the move of the spirit. And so because Paul was being led by the spirit, how he was praying that over his churches that he was kind of apostoling over. If I could, if apostoline's a word, I don't know, it could be an adjective or a verb or whatever, but he was apostoline. So, but I, you know, I have a, a prayer here from 1983 okay. from brother Hagen. I want to read just some pieces of it because sometimes our listeners are like, what does it look like to pray authority? And I want to, I want to read some of this. And actually okay. what I want to say is that those of you watching this, if you go to the loudmouth prayer, um, if you go to loudmouth prayer, let's put it up. Yeah, we're gonna put it up for you too, Marty. <laughs> loudmouthprayer.org. Yeah, go to loudmouthprayer.org and you'll find at the top, what do I even have at the top now? I've been changing it around a little bit. Let me go there, loudmouth prayer real quickly to my own website, which changes all the time. So if you go to loudmouth prayer and you click on the top right, it says loudmouth prayer nation. If you click on that, it just takes you to the very bottom and it gives you a spot where you can fill in um, your info to send to us. Now, many of you already have. Um, so if you already have and you're already receiving our emails, you don't have to do it again. We're going to make this available to you. But if you've not done it, go click on this and I'm going to send you, I want to send you literally an email with all of the words of this prayer and the scriptures 
because I want you to just listen to a piece of this. This is Brother Hagen leading a group of five or six, probably about 15,000 people in prayer, because this was back in the days when camp meetings were really, really large. He gets up and he leads this prayer. Listen to what he says. We come against darkness, that we come against the powers of darkness. We come against the forces of evil that would try to dominate and rule in our nation. We rise up against the darkness. We rise up against those spirits and we dispel darkness. In the name of Jesus, we command the devil to take his hands off of the political scene of our nation. We pray for every politician, everyone that's in office, that they'll not be so concerned about politics, that they'll be not so concerned about being party conscious, but they'll be more thoroughly concerned about our nation as a whole, above all, putting God first. We come against the powers of darkness, the forces of evil, the demons in hell that would endeavor to dominate the financial scene of our nation. We pray for... You see how he's coming at this, he is exercising authority, putting the devil in his place. This is how we learn how to pray. So I want to send this to everyone that's reaching out to us on our email list, which I have a few thousand now. If you join us by clicking that, we're going to send this, our next email, I'm going to send you, we have all the scriptures in this as well, Matthew 18, Timothy, First uh, Timothy two one through three, Second Chronicles, all of the Ephesians prayers, all the all of this is in here, and this is a really long one page prayer that you could take this just every day and pray over your nation and just really, with the name of Jesus, give the devil a good black eye every single day. Now it's something to give the devil a black eye, but really what we're saying is we're driving back darkness, taking ground. We've lost ground. The Lord keeps quickening me, Amanda, Mister Sleepy Church. Little baby church with the little passy and the little blankie when they go night night all the time, Nanda Amanda, and wants to sleep twelve hours a night. I need to be getting up at three o'clock and praying from three to six. Hallelujah! Little baby church needs to wake up, and this is a good way to take back driving back the darkness where the church has lost ground in politics, in social, in culture, in finance. Lord, have mercy in education. You name the mountain, every one of the seven, you name it, all of these arenas, we need to be praying the authority of the believer. We, that is so true. We do over every one of those, because those are every one of the areas of influence that if the enemy doesn't have that, he cannot influence the nation. He cannot influence the youth. He cannot influence the political temperature. He cannot influence the culture. He can't do that. He needs to be towards the pinnacle and the top of those mountains mm. in order to have what things trickle down. What happens when it rains on top of a mountain? It trickles mm. down. It trickles down. And that's what the enemy wants, a trickle-down effect to saturate and seep into the very pores of the nation, the very pores of the church, the very pores of the political arena and DC and the educational system and really get it all mucked up in the pores. Where mm. what happens then? It gets blocked. Yeah. He blocks and interrupts yeah. that signal yeah. between that area and God. This mm. is why the Lord is raising up fiery Ooh, people in this come time. On. And mm. bold people and people who are not yeah. afraid to Loud. say the name Jesus Christ 
and mean it on national TV and in the media and, and to give him glory openly or not afraid to speak the truth. And they don't care who doesn't like it. And they don't care what they're called. And they don't care if, if they want to shame them with tons of different names, which is nothing more than deflection of what these crazy people are in these different groups that have completely lost their way. What does the serpent speak? Chaos and nonsense. That's what the serpent speaks. Chaos and what did he speak at the tree? First of all, I still wonder to this day how Eve did not flip her lid that there was a talking <laughs> serpent in the garden. Mm. Serpent started talking to me. You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> Chris, honey, get me a pole and a bucket. I got this thing and I got to put a lid on it now. I've done that before and I've told that story before how that happened. But when he speaks <laughs> nonsense and and confusion and 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 tries to make an illogical argument sound logical if you are not anchored in Christ you will fall for it you will because he's that good he's yeah. that good of of a legalist he's that good yeah, uh, of an, uh, so uh, making an argument. Mm. He is that sly and meticulous mm. about it. The enemy is meticulous and he's diligent. He is. Yeah. He is meticulous and he's diligent. And that's what he did. And if you notice with Eve, he would answer what she said with a question. Mm. Well, who told you you can't do this? <laughs> What was he doing right there? He was literally trying to to mock and yeah. and and literally rip down the authority God has. Like yeah. God was a nobody. Well, who told you? Oh, only the creator of the universe, you <laughs> slimy serpent. Get out of here. I mean, seriously. But he would answer what she said with a question. Why? Because when you get somebody into that cycle, it makes it harder for them to think logically at that moment. Well, who told you you can't do this? You know? Where who told you you can't just dress like an animal and say you're a cat? Who told you <laughs> you can't do that? That's how the enemy starts. Many times he starts with a question and tries to dismantle <clears throat> your belief system from there. Yeah. All I got to say is when Amanda gets mad, Devil better look out because she's like a hungry weasel in a hen house. Just look out, devil. I'm just telling you, you better look out. So um, we're in such a beautiful time that we have Amandas that are fiery, that we have Martys that are loud, that we have, you know, the Robins and all the powerful people of God. We got the Hanks. You got the Kent Christmases. You got the men and women of God. They are just on fire. You got the Timothys. You have the men and women of God who are just on fire and doing their part, raising up, bringing a standard of the authority, bringing a standard. It's such a blessed moment in time to see what's happening because the church has been so just weak that now these generals are being pulled up by the very, just by their britches. God's just pulling them up and putting them at a place up above for everyone to set their eyes upon because it's just like what you set your eyes upon, you begin to conform to. So the body of Christ is watching the Hanks and the Kents 
and the and the Robins and the Amanda. The body of Christ is watching the example of these generals, and there it's getting in them. What you see, you'll become as a man thinketh in his heart, and as he'll become. So there, so we have these examples. These out on the front line, pushing back the darkness. And I'm going to tell you, that's exciting. But what's the most exciting is the millions of the church that are coming behind them and going with them. Amen. It's an army, Amanda. It's an army of prayer warriors. It's an army of intercessors. It's an army of those on the front lines that say we've just absolutely had enough. Bring on the crazy because we're going to push back every devil from hell. And you know what? (laughs) We are called, amen to that, Marty. The word of God calls us a peculiar people. You are. Let's look mm. up the definition. I am peculiar. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say it. I am happy to say it. I'm running an arc over here for Pete's sake. Gracious um, alive. Definition. <laughs> <laughs> definition of peculiar, strange or odd, unusual, unusual. Another word is special, particular or special. We are supposed to look strange and odd to the world. We're set apart. Yeah. A holy people, a royal priesthood, soldiers in the army of the living God. We're set apart. We're supposed to look a little weird yeah. to the world. That's do you remember? Do you remember that word I gave you a while back? <clears throat> months and months ago, I actually remembered about the other day because you were, something was going on with you. I don't know if you had something going on with the ark or you were just, there's some yeah. things or something, you know. And Jenny and I were praying for you and the word of the Lord spoke to me and the word of the Lord, I think I typed it up and may have sent it to you. And it yeah. basically was just talking about that Amanda is being taken to a place of leadership in the body of Christ as a general. And, but he, he said it so peculiarly, he said, uh, of the online army, remember that? Because he talked about the, the walls, the church with walls has not been doing their part and that the leadership has not been doing their part. And when I was having this word, Amanda, straight up, I'm in the spirit and I'm seeing people in church in bars. The church had become a jail with these, they're inside the bars to looking out the walls in bars, holding on like, like a prisoner in jail. You know, like a Barney Fife put someone in jail on the Andrew Griffith show. You know all about the Andrew Griffith show. Every one of your animals can sing, can sing that song. <laughs> Like this, like um, you know, Snow White. When whenever you turn the camera off, it's all the birds are flying around. Amanda, they're all whistling Andrew Griffith song. They're putting stuff in her hair. She's floating around. So, but yeah, so but so I saw that, and the Lord said, the 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 church with walls has created a great famine and deficit in the lives of the body. So now He's sending many of them to learn from the generals and the leaders of the online church. Now, we're not throwing away the scripture that says we should not forsake us the assembly of ourselves together, but sometimes God says, if they're not going to feed you, I'll find someone that does, and it's the online church now doing a lot of the catch-up, catching up and taking care of the deficit and the famine, and so we're getting the body caught back up, and in the from the online church, churches with walls are being corrected. They're being readjusted. They're being redirected. Amen. Amen. And you know what's interesting? Now you're going to find this funny, but when you said catch up, right? Yeah. 
it sounds like the word ketchup, right? Yeah, yeah. What does ketchup do? It intensely seasons. Oh, wow. It adds mm. a bunch of flavor, and mm. it seasons, and we are meant to be salt and light, and we are meant to be seasoned. Mm. The Lord is raising up the seasoned in this season. They've been seasoned and seasoned and seasoned and seasoned, and it's coming literally out of their pores. And I'm not talking about that Willie's catfish seasoning you had with your gum. Come on. That's some good stuff, Amanda. Aaron loves it. Aaron loves the stuff. Aaron raves about okay. Willie's catfish. That's the first time I saw it. I, I was aware of Tony Sachery's. I was not aware of this other particular seasoning. And so. Tony Sachery's. Give honor where honor is due. But what what does that do when you when you put that on? It is so intense. Yeah. It literally shoots to your brain and yeah. wakes you up when you put that on something. Tony Sachery's yeah. or the Willie's Catfish yeah. or something like that. You're seasoning it. Yeah. All of a sudden now, something that didn't pack a punch before does. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you just want to kiss your mama. I tell you, it's that good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marty just loves it. I'm just, it's good stuff. So praise the Lord. Don't be surprised Every... if people found this and now sent it to you. Well, I've got bottles of Willie's catfish. <clears throat> I've got a few of them, but yeah, I'll uh-huh. disperse them to those that are without. So praise the Lord. <laughs> praise um, the Lord. We're, we're at such an exciting time. And what are you getting? We're close to, to finishing up our night here. Are you getting, um, because I, you know, Jenny and I, we love you, but I, we don't get to watch everyone's shows because we're literally so busy with business and ministry and work and life. Um, have, what have what have you been getting for this year? How is the nation looking? Are you getting anything to share um, that we can focus on our prayers? <clears throat> this year for the nation is like just keep pushing forward. Yeah, it's 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 not only keep pushing forward, but it's when something let me put it this way. When there is a breached birth that is happening Mm. and the baby is in danger because it's coming out backwards. Yeah. What Mm. has to happen? You have to act quickly. The doctor has to act quickly to literally on emergency, either turn the baby or <clears throat> the mother has to go into emergency surgery. Yeah. So the physician can rescue the baby and, and preserve the life of the mother. Yeah. So what they've attempted to do is a breach birth. This is the year it has to turn. Mm. This is the year our intercession is going to partner with the Lord for it to turn. And when it has to be turned, it's got to be done quick. That baby has to be turned so fast. So it is now in proper position to come forth. And right now it's breached. And it has to turn. It has to turn. And it's the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man that are going to availeth much in this and turn it. And it's the, it's the remnant Mm. and it's the body of Christ rising up and bearing that standard and saying, no, this is going to turn in Jesus name. We are not going to allow this breach to happen. Mm. 
That's the moment we're at. Yeah, that's the moment we're at. Mm -hmm. And I believe, um, like never before, even with this show tonight, people are waking up to the importance of prayer. Mm -hmm. People are waking up to their responsibility and their importance. Find someone. There's a hundred of them. Find someone to hook up with in prayer. Find someone to join their corporate prayer, their united prayer, and bring a supply. This last Sunday morning, <clears throat> Jenny and I went to our church, or members of a church here for 20 years. You know Pastor Craig Hagan. He's one of our pastors, my friend Craig. Love Pastor Craig. Yeah, Pastor Craig. Um, so we go to our local church. I've known Craig for 25 years. Used to travel with him 25 years ago. And so, uh, but we're, he's one of our local pastors. So we go to our church and we get up in the balcony and we stand up there in church. And as soon as I stop from walking in and stop, worship begins. And the Lord just begins to just talk to me in full dialogue, like just downloading. And he basically said to me, it's so important for you to be the place that I put you, there's a placement for each of you, and I cannot bring supply to you that you need for your assignments if you're not where I put you. That's right. Because I've been so busy, I haven't made church a lot. I've missed probably a few weeks because we've traveled. We're out of town literally across the country two weeks ago. And then even Easter, I didn't make it to church because I had a whole lot going on and I have to say, I even cooked three roasts and got so busy preparing, you know, and doing things that I just, I missed church for a few weeks. Now I spend time with the Lord every day and I'm teaching on the, on the word of God on online six days a week, but it's just, but teaching online, that's still not me at my place that I've been placed to bring supply. So I want to speak to your heart for a second and say, seek the Lord on where you're supposed to be or at least online, who you're supposed to be hooked up with. Some of you do not have a local church that meets the requirements that's able to bring the nourishment that you need in your life. Well, then ask the Lord, bring it before him in question and say, Lord, who am I to join online? I need nourishment. I need you to place me where you want me so that the supply that I need can be brought from them to me because this is why. He went on to talk to me because whatever I'm called to do, the supply that he brings to me from where I'm put is the same supply that I'll hand out to those I'm supposed to minister to. And I won't be able to have that supply there. So find your place where you're supposed to be in the body of Christ where you're needed, where you're fed. And then you bring supply to them. They bring supply to you. And it just creates a cycle of unity in the body. It, well, it does create a cycle of unity in the body. And you need that. You yeah. need that cycle of unity. You need that supply. You need to, you can't keep getting depleted yeah, and sure. not have any supply put back in. There can't be so many withdrawals <clears throat> that you're in the negatives and there's no deposits. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We need those spiritual deposits. We do. Yeah. I need them. Chris needs them. Um, sure. You know, that's why, praise God, we found we found a church around in our area, finally, that we've been going Good. to. I'm actually Good. speaking there May 31st at Faith Assembly of God <laughs> in Poughkeepsie, New York. So, wow. Yeah, after 20 years, the Lord brought me back to that church. Oh, praise God. That's awesome. Yeah, so we found, it's important, though. I need it. I need yeah. to sit there and get fed and yeah, replenish. Absolutely. 
I really do. And I, and, and Chris loves yeah. it. I mean, Chris just loves to stand in the presence of the Lord and worship. Yeah. So, but it's so important. So yeah. yes, if you don't have that near <clears> you, finding online that will feed you and give you the meat and replenish you where you grow. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to produce fruit. You're not supposed to be like the fig tree that produced no fruit. You're not supposed to be where the growth is stunted. The -hmm. Lord wants you to grow. It's his desire for you to grow in him, to glorify him, to do his will, to carry it out, to run the race. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, what does it say there? It talks about where we're the body of Christ and there's many joints and every every joint brings, it supplieth, it brings a supply. We're all connected in the body of Christ. He's the head. He, by the Holy Spirit, the nervous system gives us instructions and we carry it out, but we do it in unity where every one of us has usefulness, has a supply to bring that helps each other. It's just a beautiful picture how the Lord made it work. But here's the beautiful thing about it. The Lord spoke to me about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And he said, the body of Christ will not come into unity until the five ministry gifts come into unity and begin to operate together. Amen. Do you know why? Because I, I talked about a while ago, the Hank and the Kents and the Robins and the Amandas, all of them, the body of Christ is looking up to, to learn from, to draw from. And when they come into unity, it's going to show the type and shadow, and it's going to be just a representation of how the body, the body is going to follow their lead of unity. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher should get on a stage together. They should all get on a stage together and have a service together and flow with the flow and the move of the spirit, bouncing off of the prophet onto the evangelist who ministers healing that bounces over to the teacher that begins to teach the gifts of the spirit that then jumps over to the apostle who knows what they do jumps over to the pastor. Who's going to go counsel people. Okay. Just joking. The pastor and what he's doing, you know, I mean, they do counsel, but you, but you bring them all together. And so you'll have all five of them or more. And these are the services I do every, almost every one of my services. I'm bringing in multiple gifts my prayer services, my healing services, I'm bringing in because the show is not about me. Lord have mercy. Why would anyone want to listen to just me? You know, if I want to bring in these multiple gifts and have the spirit of God move and, and introduce unity to that body, representing unity. And he said to me, when the body of Christ is able to see the ministry gifts working in unity, it's going to cause unity in the body. Amen. Amen. That was Bixby that just made a cameo across the doorway. That was little Bixby. He's down Mm. here because mom is down here. Bixby, there he is. (laughs) Oh. Yep, he's by the stairs. I see him. We'll see if he comes in. But um Well, praise God. Praise God. So true, Marty. Yeah. So true. So praise God. Good stuff tonight. Good stuff, Amanda. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we are going to invite you sometime in the fall, <clears throat> sometime to come back and do another healing revival with us. I will. I will be back in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the yeah. fall. I'm mm-hmm. excited. I'm going to start working on the dates maybe tomorrow. That way you get it. We kind of get it planned way out ahead of time. But yeah, I think we have a really fun venue now in the Oral Roberts. We're, we're having this one here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. We have a really fun venue here. And I think we're going to have a really good meeting it's just where Oral used to minister to the sick years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I think we've got a really good place that's going to be. And there's many places like Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer. 
you know, he yes, says anytime, yes. yeah, he but, says anytime uh, I could use his, his building. So if we ever have, you know, some uh, the, the crowd that would fit right in his building, we could always use pastor Jackson, which is a great church here in Tulsa, Sheridan yeah, church. church. If you're coming through Tulsa, a lot of people email me and say, Hey, what's a good church to go to? I would check out pastor Jackson Lawmeyer who ran for Senate. Oh, such a great man great, of God. We great. really love that guy. We yeah. love him. Yes. Yeah, he's got a great beard. Got a great beard. He does. He does. He's got very well groomed. <laughs> and and when he shaves it, he looks like he's six. But other than that, he's got a great beard. <laughs> That's why he says he grows the beard so he doesn't look so young. So well, he is young and he looks young. So that he I is guess. Well, it was like thirty or something. So yeah, mm-hmm. totally those were the that. days. Those yeah. were the days, Amanda. <laughs> Well, hey, thank you for having us with Grace Out Loud again. It was fun tonight. It was fun. <clears throat> it's always fun having you on, having you and Jenny. And um, we did it Tuesday because Marty had something to do last <clears throat> night. So if you yes. count 10 days from yesterday when we were okay. supposed to do it, it's a week from this Thursday. Okay. We will be doing Grace Out Loud, which is, I'm <clears throat> going to tell you because I have a feeling it's right before Reawaken America. So let me Some... just... Uh, yeah. Check it out here. And I will tell you guys the date. So it's a week from this Thursday. This Thursday would be um, the 27th and <clears> then <throat> uh, May 4th, Thursday, May 4th. May 4th. Marty will be back. Yes, I will be back. When are we leaving for the reawaken? Uh, the following week. Okay. Okay. Well, we're doing good then. Yes, we are. Yes, it looks like I'm available. My calendar says I'm available, so we will have Grace Out Loud, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern. We'll yes. see you then. And Amanda, we we bless you. You're such a blessing, you and Chris. We love you guys. We appreciate you so much. Thank I you. I have to say, let me just say, you know, we give all the glory to God. And all of your listeners out there, we always want to give all the glory to God. But I want to lead them in just thanking you because the sacrifice I know ministerially it it can be hard. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it brings tears to my eyes almost bringing it. So thank you, Amanda, from all of your listeners and the many that are joining tonight and that see this broadcast. Thank you because it, it's, it's a lot that you go through. There's a lot, but you're a fighter. It's like you told me the other day, Marty, I'm Italian. Well, yeah. you know, so thank you for not giving up. Thank you for fighting. Thank you for being a winner. Thank you for being such a great example in the office of a prophet. Thank you for being a great teacher. Thank you for being uh, having more birds than anyone on the planet Earth. Thank you. So, and we're oh, not Lord trying to. God. And, and the balance of this is we give all the glory to God, but it's okay to thank mankind. So, but I appreciate. I, I'm very touched, Marty. I do appreciate yes, that. And it, it it is not an easy road, but it's an incredible one. And I praise it the is. Lord for that. I yeah. do. Thank you, Marty. You well, and we love you guys. Love we'll you. See you. Yep. See, see you, soon. you soon. Okay. And that concludes tonight. Our oh, look who's coming in at the end, Bixby. Are you going to come in and say goodnight to everybody? He's like, I'm thinking about it, Mom. Oh, he found Chester. Look, Chester is hiding in the plants right there. And Bixby and Chester are friends. And so Bixby, hello, has chosen to come down and see everyone. So this is a perfect way to end. He's a rascal. Pray for me because Bixby is a rascal. If I've ever had a cat that's a rascal, it's Bixby. So I need prayer in that regard because he literally will pounce on Chris 
during the night. And I hear Chris go, I hear like an ow! Because <laughs> the cat's got him in the head or grabbed him on, get him on part of his body. And so we go through this quite a bit. So thank you everyone for joining us tonight. God bless you. Keep the faith. I will be back on tomorrow. I am working on something with the Lord and I will be back on tomorrow night. We will announce the time, but I will see you then. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. We love you. God bless. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace. And I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if Precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all MyPillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble Arcade at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking for guidance, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of his. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless and i have to tell you something they work
it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar anxiety pain neuropathy to immune system boost dog pain they are very yes. sincere about um, having right. alternatives to big pharma we are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues i yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, i gave them I to my uh vp of operations also ronnie and she said they worked as well she was yeah. quite shocked actually but she said they worked so, and they worked when i used them when you connect it to your body the skin patch changes your brain waves this one is neuropathy i actually have it on and we use this on toby actually because toby's about eight years old and from being paralyzed years ago and the lord miraculously healing him he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips so we actually give him the doggy pain patches what was he doing he was running oh yeah <laughs> i mean i walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power i said no way and i don't know i said amanda what what did you do to him to <laughs> so it's good Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm coming to you today to talk to you about Reawaken America. I have been humbled and honored to be a part of Reawaken America since April 2021, when the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, I have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. And seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the Lord. We have seen many people uh, get set free, healed, delivered. Uh, we love to pray over people at Reawaken America. Um, I have prayed with so many uh, amazing people, which include Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh, who also deals in deliverance as well. And it has been uh an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people to be able to minister to them for my husband chris to be able to minister as well and uh for for clay and general flynn to allow me to to even speak there to even speak and and speak what the lord has to say people need the word of the lord in this hour that is what they need uh and so Reawaken America has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the Lord um, and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for, but also to get necessary information they need because the word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free. Um, and so it's been an incredible experience for us. We hope to see you at upcoming events uh, that are coming up this year. Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone. This is one of the greatest movements I've ever seen and been a part of. I literally go to President Trump's rallies. I speak there. I speak on his bus tours. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail.
period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. If you choose to go against the sacred thing that God puts into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. Now is the time to This is exactly why I need some action from my people.